Welcome into Spill Your Line, a podcast for Kansas City by Kansas Indians. We are the Rich Brothers. Today is August 31st, and I think we've got to talk about the uh, hottest baseball player on planet Earth first. Salvador Perez, your AL Player of the Week. Uh, six home runs last week. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Five games in a row with a home run, too. Uh, also got to 38 home runs, that magic number we talked about. Most home runs ever by a catcher in the did AL. You see, did you see what they're trying to do to his record? What are they trying to do? They're trying to do a a home runs at, while playing the catcher position. Okay, come on. So Elias Sports Bureau said, well, actually, the entire Kansas City fan base and said, no, it's not Carlton Fisk's 37 that he's chasing. Pudge Rodriguez hit, I don't know, I think like 35 all while playing catcher or some mm-hmm. BS like that. And I think Salvi's got 30 or 26 while playing catcher, 12 while DHing. Okay. So they're trying, but here's how you solve this problem, Elias Sports Bureau. Is Salvador Perez a catcher? Is he? Yes, yes. or no? Yes. That's a very simple question. That's mm-hmm. a very simple yes or no question. It's There's not a lot of convolution in that. It's, yeah. Is Salvador Perez a catcher? Yes. Is Pudge Rodriguez a catcher? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Carlton Fisk a catcher? Yes. Who has the most home runs in a single season among those three people? It is Salvador Perez. Yep. So, Elias Sports Bureau, you can go back. I don't even know who you are, Mr. Yeah. Elias, but you can shove it. Because mm-hmm. we don't want you, we don't want you well actually in our in our we're having a good time right now. All right, so don't don't try to ruin it with with well actually he's mm-hmm. had twelve home runs as a DH, which by the way is very encouraging because some guys you know how they like they they hit better when they're in the field and when mm-hmm. they're playing their position. Salvi and care. sometimes the home run derby ruins swings allegedly. Allegedly, and it has not. For it's made Salvador him better. Perez. It's made him better. Salvador is is basically Barry Bonds for the last. <laughs> for the last 20 days. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I and mean, he's because he's walking. Because he's walking. And uh, did you see his stat line over his last 162 games that he's played? Like 116 home runs or something? Like 49. Okay, which close. Which is pretty sweet. Very close. Uh, so, uh, Solaire, that record, I say it's in reach. Okay, I love Ten that. 10 home runs the month of September. Yeah, I love like, that. Let's go. Uh, so uh, that's exciting. And the Royals, twenty three and seventeen since the break. Yeah, I feel like fourth best record in baseball. Yeah, Let's we're go. doing our September run in yes. August. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something. If you've been a, a Royals fan for a long time, you know the Royals always get hot in September. Um, and uh, we're just doing it in August yeah. this time. So it is going to be interesting to see if we stay hot. I mean, our record is going to be closer to five hundred than you think. We're eleven games under five hundred right now. Yeah. If we stay this hot, we could be within four or five games of 500 before this whole thing's said and done. Do you think that – what What do you think are the ramifications of that? Uh, a worse draft pick. <laughs> and Do you think, though, that it will help our mindset and we actually can compete next year? Because me and you have said – well, we've said a lot of things on this podcast. <laughs> we've gone <on> everywhere. <laughs> we've said – we're. I, I've said – I've thought about it, and we're a legitimate baseball team. Mm-hmm. Like, this April record is a fluke in some ways, and it's due for regression, but I thought we were legitimate. Mm-hmm. Then I said, we have no business trying to compete. We're not a team that can compete in 2022. We should be punting for this year and next year and trying to get ready for 2023. Now, I don't know. doesn't seem like we want to punt on next year. Uh, it seems like it will... Uh, save a lot of people their jobs. Uh, this hot finish, I think, and uh, which I think the the hardest thing is going to be just the the crowded lineup next year. Um, and guys like Hunter Dozier mm-hmm. being in the lineup is probably going to be my most frustrating part. Yeah, I can already foresee that. Uh, but I also think there is something to to learning how to win. Uh, yes, as this group, uh, you know, who is going to be returned next year because. That's what Dayton Moore wants to do. He believes that this is the core. Mm-hmm. So if they can part learn of to it. win, part of it, he, he does. Uh, so then, then I'm okay with it. The team's best player isn't even on the team yet. Yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. 
just mashing home runs. Who? Every time I look at my phone, he's hit another home run. I swear. He just hit another home run. Probably. <laughs> like if I if I get yep. done if we get done recording this and I go and check Twitter and I see he's probably Royals far, Farm Report, which is a great follow, by the way. Um, he's probably hit another dong. Mm-hmm. Him or MJ Melendez or Nick Prado have gone yep. to Dong Town tonight. Three of the top four in um home runs in the minor leagues. Number the M-I-L-B. other guy. Oh yeah. In yeah. the minor leagues. The other guy who's in the top four, Jeff Conine's son. Really? Former Royal. Yeah, yeah. third baseman. Mm-hmm. Jeff Conine. That's yeah. like one of those uh you know those memes that are going around where it's like name a random baseball player? <laughs> Jeff, like Conine. Jeff Conine. That's a good, it's a good one. one. Uh yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't know where I stand. Like do I think the Royals can compete next year? Well, kind of now, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I go back and forth with this team, and it's hard to um, – I don't know. I, at this point, I, it's hard for me to trust Dayton Moore, and it's hard for me to trust um, the the starting rotation most of all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to trust – like I have no clue what we're going to do with center field next year. Yep. Um, if Mondesi is going to be playing center field, if Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be playing center field – um, if we sign a guy like Michael A. Taylor to play center field again, um, he's kind of in a tough spot. And I think it was Alec Lewis who was saying this because we have all this young pitching and in order to give young pitchers confidence and to help young pitching out, you have to have a good defense behind them. So having a Michael A. Taylor who saves a ton of runs, mm-hmm. um, being, and having the best defensive, uh, lineup makes a lot of sense to help the young pitching progress, but also you need Bobby Wood Jr. And if Montesi's healthy, again, I know how stupid that sounds. <laughs> trust me. But like, yeah. if one of them is going to play center field and they've never played center field before, and we have the biggest outfield in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. um, Ben Attendee's a lock for left, Salvi's a lock for catcher, and that's really it. Yep. As far as as far as the defense and uh, a lot of things can change and it's fun to talk about next year. Um, it all depends on who starts a shortstop. Mm-hmm. If it's Mondesi, if it's Bobby Wood Jr., or if it's Nicky Lopez. Yep. So uh, that'll, that'll we'll depend. That'll that'll once that's settled, then all the other which pieces. is a tough decision to make, Very and I tough. don't know what the right decision is. I don't. Either. And um, you know that I don't know what Dayton Moore's salary is, but it's more than uh, <laughs> I get paid for this podcast. Yeah. I would say. I would say just a little just bit, a little bit, but uh, yeah. Do I have faith in Dayton Moore to make the right decision there? No, I don't. I and don't. that's the thing. I, I feel don't. like he's going to go with uh, too much of of the non baseball side mm-hmm. when he's making that decision, and yeah. that's what makes me worried. And some comments that he's made about Mondesi not relying on him for 2022 um, give me a little bit of hope that he'll make the right baseball decision, uh, but. But yeah, I agree. I, I am worried, mm-hmm. and it's not just his decision to make, right? Like Matheny's going to play a big part in that decision. I mean, it's such a big decision, mm-hmm. and I'm sure John Sherman has a say. Um, the entire, um, you know, coaching system. We like have that. a say. Yeah, mm-hmm. me, me and you yeah. right now. We're we, saying yeah. we are having a say. We are. Um, all have right. Have a catch. Have a catch. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, let's yeah, talk the real thing. The real thing. Football. G H A. Field at Arrowhead, <laughs> GHA. They went a little over the top. Okay, I feel like they were just like, "Hey, we're just coming in here. We're really nice. We just want to be GHA Field at Arrowhead. Like no one will even notice." Yeah, no and one then it was here. just like, "Bam! Here comes a big ceremony. Like, like let's reveal almost like reveal like a Super Bowl flag or something." Mm-hmm. But it was just all the new branding, which. GHA is way too big. And you think so? It's huge. It's everywhere. Okay. And uh, also, just just you didn't have to make Arrowhead so small. Okay. Like they're definitely there was place for both, uh, but they made Arrowhead way too small, especially on the back of the scoreboard. I think we should stop tailgating a lot, G. Okay. Because I don't want to look at that tiny little Arrowhead on the back anymore. That's not true, Kevin. <laughs> I want to go tailgate in Lot A. That's ins- now you're talking insane. I don't know. I want to come in Gate Five and go to Lot A. That's what I want to do. I don't know so anyone. that I can look at a big, not GEHA side. Are you sure? Do you know what's over there? I don't know. Who knows what's on that side of the stadium? You have no clue what that side of the that side of the stadium is like. There. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I could, I could, like, I could get worked up. If you wanted me to, but it really doesn't bother me all that much. I don't know. It, I, again, we talked about this when we had the director of 
I think it was the director of communications mm-hmm. for GEHA on the state on the podcast right when we announced that. So go back and listen to that. But they did it at the right time because the Chiefs are so good, so good, mm-hmm. and the 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 franchise is doing everything right. And we have, um, I mean, we're guaranteed. 12 or 13 wins every single year. We're guaranteed a sold-out stadium. We're guaranteed the best player in the entire sport on our team for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, things are so good that doing this this announcement and, and this rebranding, the timing is great. Um, so, I'm not going to get... It doesn't really bother me. Like mm-hmm. I said that when we when we re- interviewed her, um, I, I still believe it. I saw when the logos were revealed, like Twitter was having a field day. I think it was tiny. I think it was mostly just to to be fun. Arrowhead's tiny. <laughs> I'm not having fun with that. Arrowhead is tiny. It on is on the back of the scoreboard. On the back of the scoreboard, it's tiny. No, GHA I think it's huge. I think you're just talking about the side of the field. On the side of the field, and again on the back I'll of the scoreboard, it's tiny. Gha is huge. Um, so again, what's the only thing that's frustrating is that anytime you see GH field at Arrowhead, GEHA is twice as big in font size than Arrowhead. Mm. So like every time you see it, GEHA will just be twice the size and then it'll be like a little subtitle. At there's Arrowhead. a, there's a lot. I saw some fun, fun memes going around. Mm-hmm. There was like, like people circling areas where GEHA could put more logos because <laughs> like hey they, they didn't enough. they didn't put enough logos on yeah. the stadium um let me see. i'm trying to find a picture of the arrowhead i'm having yeah. trouble finding it it's uh i mean inside the stadium and again all of that is mm, you know i'm just not i'm just not that upset I, I think you should let me show you the picture again and i think you'd be a little more fired up because again do you see the new locker room though the locker room suite also, there's like a, that was like a college football reveal yeah also, I do think that, um, you know, obviously this this sponsorship helps pay Patrick Mahomes all the money. Okay. So also, um, <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Kind of forgot where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> the locker room, sweet. Oh, the locker room, yeah, sweet. No, that's not where I was. No, nah, I was trying to guide you there. All right. Um, all right. Well, well uh, okay. No, no, no. I know where I was going. The, the, the big, the ceremonial reveal, that was a mistake. That was weird. That was, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was necessary. Yeah. Um, it was weird. Yeah. Cause, and I don't she, think if that's just like the, the age we live in where it's like, you know, that's just a normal press release. Like they would do a normal press release, but because, you know, we follow every single Chiefs reporter on Twitter and yeah. like we follow them on Instagram and stuff. Like we're inundated with it as soon as it happens. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the first response to this, uh, this reporter tweeting out a picture, the first response says, somebody, someone shoot me. <laughs> so that's reasonable, solid, very reasonable response to have uh, to that. So uh, and then, yeah, a lot of a lot of roster news coming out today. A lot of roster cuts to be made over the next, I don't know, week, I think. Yeah, no, uh, today. Today is it? Tuesday is, Tuesday the, is, is the last day to make yeah, so, uh, uh, roster announcements. Uh, I mean, I think one of the most notable is Darwin Thompson, so meaning the Chiefs are just keeping three running backs in a full Wait, pack. did we cut him? We cut him. Oh, I have not been on Twitter today. Yes, Darwin Thompson's gone. So uh, that's an interesting one, and then I haven't really, again, as we're recording this, not too much else big breaking news yet. So. Gore, um, and we let that other running back go, Gore. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Terrence score probably Terrence score yeah, yeah. it was Terrence score mm-hmm. okay good he had some sweet sweet plays last week yeah um, so I think uh, so I think with only three running backs I think that means like I think that means like Jody Forson and uh, mm-hmm. and Fountain Fountain what's his first name Dor Dor Doris okay I, I think maybe I think I think that clears way for him yeah, so Doris Fountain um, hopefully he can play. It's a sweet special name teams. for a Kansas City wide receiver too. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that Branding yet. Branding opportunities are endless. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. He can get that little um, what uh, the the female anatomy fountain mm-hmm. logo, our, our city logo. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Yeah, he could he could really get in uh, some marketing with that. Sure, so. why not? All right, let's move into some openings uh, this week. Uh, we've got a lot uh, of openings. A lot. We've got Jack Stack going west out to Lenexa opening up. Yeah, Jack uh, Stack. That new city center, or not new anymore, but the Lenexa City Center. In my mind, it's still like just 
it, it's the only thing that exists, and then it's still surrounded by farmland. But I haven't been out there in like a year and a half. Uh, I mean, it's still not like completely surrounded by development. Okay. So it is a little bit out there. Did so. they take a, the place of anything? Did you see? I did not see. Okay. Well, this is Jack Stack's sixth location. It is going in the Lenexa City Center. Um I'll always love it too. Like when they they say the address, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that street. So that's further west than I'm you know. aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would need, I would need, I would need to pack a travel bag to go that far yep. west. I, I feel like, but yeah, Lenexa City Center. Um, it's interesting because they redid the Martin City Jack Stack. They built this brand new one, and or they renovated something that was there before. I thought it said ignite, but I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what that is. Either. Okay, um, but yeah, they're they're putting a big emphasis on the patio, on the bar, and Love on carry that. out. Okay, so it's like. What Jack Sack is envisioning as the post-COVID restaurant, which is more focused on patio dining and being able to adapt to that. Um, and people want it, right? People mm-hmm. love a good patio. And then carry out. I think Jack Stack really, really succeeded at carry out during COVID. And then and then bar seating, which personally, I love sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. If I'm going out to eat and like they're like, yeah, it's going to be a 35-minute wait or you can just grab a spot at the bar. Like we, we, We'll grab two spots at the bar. Um so I love like me and Jack Stack. We think alike because that's basically the last I don't know forever that I've eaten at restaurants has been either carry out, sitting at the bar, or patio. Mm-hmm. So Jack Stack and me are on the same wavelength. So right you'll now. be out in Lenexa. I will not probably okay. probably not. <laughs> All <no>. right. <laughs> I think I can find a different Jack Stack with a patio as well. All right. Yeah. There's one on the plaza. It's got a pretty nice patio. It's a pretty big patio. Um. All right. What about uh, Transit Coffee opening? Oh wait. So did I say when the Jack Stack is opening? No, you did not. Well, I don't even know if I know the answer. Um. It was. I don't know if it has an opening date. Cool. Summer 2021. Totally. That's already. That's here. That's now. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, September 20th. Okay. There it is. September 20th, Jack Stack, Lenexa City Center. Which is pretty sweet, Lenexa City Center out but there. Is it the center of Lenexa? I don't know geographically, but they've got a community center. They've got like a nice uh, farmer's market going out there. Um, so nice little area. There's a red door out there? Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Um, oh dear oh yeah there's a bunch of roundabouts around this is their goal to get millennials out to lenexa this Mm. is their plan um all right chick-fil-a uh also uh transit coffee i I did not expect or like i feel like it popped out of nowhere all of a sudden oddly oddly correct that sign was down Mm -hmm. and then i see the transit coffee sign up on the corner of westport and maine yeah transit coffee um yeah replaced oddly correct right there uh in midtown um, it's owned by the same owners as PH Coffee. Have you ever heard of PH Coffee? No, I haven't. It's down like near the River Market, but a little further east, like in like Columbus Park, but even a little further east than that. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're taking oddly correct. Oddly correct moved to like Forty Second and True, so they moved somewhere really really close. I didn't know about any of that um, until I saw this announcement about Transit Coffee. So Transit mm-hmm. Coffee is open. Um, it is locally owned and all that good stuff. Um, they've got breakfast sandies and like a full breakfast, and then and then it's a coffee shop. So this is on yeah Westport Westport Road in Maine, around yep. the corner there. Uh, all right, and then uh, also we have Scratch Catering opening up uh, in Prairie Village. Uh, friend of the show, Tyler Morrison who we talked to with the clubhouse experience like two years ago. Okay. I I need to look this up. I don't know if clubhouse experience is around anymore. It was a sweet concept, but I don't, I don't know if it survived the pandemic. Um, but, uh, basically so scratch, uh, catering that he has now opened up, uh, scratch gourmet express. Uh, so they do a couple different things. So yeah, this is interesting to me. They do express dinners from four to seven. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, each week they have like a new menu. A new menu every week. Yeah, for family style dinners. Like, I think this week I saw lasagna on the menu. And okay. You can pick some sides so you can just go get a nice family dinner, kind of a homemade one, pick it up uh, day of. Uh, and each week the menu changes. And then they also do like, you know, uh, classic catering, weddings, big events. Okay. Uh, all of that as well. So weddings, corporate events, parties, all of that, scratch gourmet in Prairie Village might so be the spot. It, it say it's like a to-go restaurant. Mm-hmm. And like you order your dinner for like 
earlier in the day and then you go pick it up. So it sounds like it's kind of like a like so each day there's a different menu. Mm-hmm. Each and, week, I think. Okay. And mm-hmm. they rotate on an eight week type of rotating menu type yep. of thing, it seems like, uh, based on the seasons. So like it'll change like every eight weeks, but but it rotates like there's four different dinners and it rotates week one, week two, week three, week four, and then week five and week one are the same and it kind of rotates like that. Um, they do have sit down. Uh, you can sit down there and eat, but it's more like a to-go restaurant for family mm-hmm. style dinner. Yeah. So to me, it sounds like if... Hello Fresh or Blue Apron kind of like opened a restaurant. Yeah. Like a, the de- meal delivery service that delivers the except meal. it's kind of already cooked. Yeah, except yeah, except they mm-hmm. definitely they cook it for you and and uh, yeah, it's like it's to go food. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. And then the catering events too. So um and Tyler invited us to like the Instagram influencer opening and we couldn't go. Dude. So, so all of our complaining about about not being invited to the Instagram open airs, and and he did invite us, and then we couldn't go. Same thing happened with Bibby Bop in um, Lee, Lee Summit. Summit. Couldn't go. Panera tonight couldn't go. So, like, man, we've had some hot tickets. Damn it! But damn, got to stop being so busy. Yeah, uh, this is interesting. I'll be interested to see how this works. Um, it's definitely a new concept, mm-hmm. which good for Tyler for uh, trying like to go a really different direction than, than everything else. And just be like kind of a to go kitchen yeah. uh, for, uh, I think it's called an elevated comfort food. Yeah. Uh, so like food you would serve your family. Um, yeah, but I'll be really interested to see how this works out. Yeah. I just looked up uh, clubhouse experience. Um, yeah. The last update was on September 1st, 2020. Okay. And the website does not exist anymore. Dang it. That was a massive place. It was so cool. I don't know. I'll, like, how do you survive? Like, where, where's all the money? <laughs> there was a massive yeah. place that was a huge investment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just from like all the technology that was in there. They had like an, remember they the had like the amount of space that yeah, they had in there. A full restaurant. Yeah. Full bocce ball courts, a full kitchen, um, a huge bar. Massive bar. Yeah. Outdoor, all those pa- golf the patio, simulators. all those golf simulators. Where did, where did all that go? <laughs> Maybe we can get a golf simulator. I doubt it. Okay. Okay. Well, that'd be sweet. That'd be really sweet. Uh, also, MLK Park. Uh, construction's underway, or, or have they finished this yet? It's over on MLK Parkway now, which I think MLK Parkway starts after Brookside Boulevard, east of Brookside Boulevard. No, it's it's like um, Ward Parkway. Yeah, I know. Oh, 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 yes. And then once Ward Parkway passes Brookside Boulevard on the plaza by... I think you're right. Like Russell Stover? By Russell Stover. And uh, MRI Global. I think then it turns into MLK Parkway. Okay. And so now we have MLK Park right there by 71 Highway along. MLK Park has always been there. Okay. It's always been MLK Park, but it was not much to talk Mm -hmm. about. Uh, Tennis courts. What? Just some tennis courts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so the 15 and Mahomes Foundation uh, gave them a cool mill. Sweet. I always love when when it comes out like as a round number. Like there's no way they just gave a million. (laughs) Maybe maybe because they were the foundation and they gave it to the parks department. They were like, yes, it can be a round number. Mm -hmm. It probably was a a bigger investment than that. But but yeah, um, you probably saw this on Patrick's Instagram and the Chiefs Instagram and other places. But the park looks sick. Mm -hmm. It's it's brand new park, like state of the art, uh, open to kids of all abilities. So I think there's um, options for kids who maybe maybe have some physical disabilities or limitations. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's Pat. He's just so deep into KC at this point, like. He is, he is so Kansas City at this point, mm-hmm. and he's so in, in, ingrained in the community, and he just keeps on going further and further. Yep. It's like it's like any chance he has to like continue to invest in KC, he just jumps on it. Yeah, finds a new way. You know, buying teams, building yeah. parks. Um, Boom! Awesome. Um, all right, let's move into a little what we try. They did this the week. big like scissor ribbon ribbon cutting and a sweet time lapse video too. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, of the park being mm-hmm. built. Damn, yeah, I didn't see sweet. that one. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's move into a little what we try. He's twenty five years old, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, this is crazy. That is nuts. Uh, I uh, I got to try uh, strips finally. Nice. Uh, the little chicken strips. I think it's an old Latha company. I think that's where they started, but. Uh, they got one in South Waldo now on 85th and Warnell, and I finally got to try it. Uh, and 
Wasn't wasn't that crazy about the chicken strips? Okay, but what? So it's fast food, right? Fast food. Okay, chicken strips. Okay, they've got a lot on their menu. Yeah, don't uh, they have strips, a, like burgers, a pork, pork tenderloin? tenderloin? Um, so I'd still be interested in trying more. The fries were really good. I'm more of a chicken strip guy that are like uh, with the thicker, crunchier breading. I am too. Is my style of chicken strips. These are definitely um, their breading is. I don't know how to word it, but thinner. Okay. Uh, and I mean, still crunchy, but not like that thick, crumbly breading. So um, wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, I also tried their uh, pepper jack sticks, uh, which is basically like, you know, thick mozzarella stick, but pepper jack cheese. I'm seeing. I'm looking at the strips right now. Um, the, the, the thinner crust. The thinner crust on, yeah. the, on the chicken strips. And then the, the pepper jack bites, I, I wasn't that crazy about. I thought I was going to love them. I was thinking like, you know, how Tanner's has those little pepper jack bites. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to compare them to, but I didn't have the same spice with them. Cheese shots. Um, but very good sauces. You get two free sauces with each uh, purchase. And okay. you get uh, a little mini donut what? with your meal, too. Yeah, just Sweet. a tiny little mini donut, which was the perfect like um, top off of the meal with the little... With a little sweet, right? So at the the, end. the donut comes with everything. Comes with the meal. Mm-hmm. Wow, which is pretty sweet. Okay, so lots of options, um, and I, I would still try it. Not my favorite chicken strips, but very good sauce. Man, good size. This menu, I, I would have a hard time deciding because they've got a chicken parm sandwich. Mm-hmm. They've got a pork tenderloin sandwich. They've got a hot honey chicken sandwich. A buffalo chick wrap. Yeah, <sighs> lots of options on there. A rib witch. Mm-hmm. But what? Uh, very friendly staff. Very like overly friendly customer service. Did you go in or drive through? Drive through. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, they've got a pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, I know. They've got a lot on the menu. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Is this a local chain? Yeah, it is. So then you can you know feel good about you know your fast. Yeah, there's one purchase. in Olathe and one in Waldo. Yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh, I'm going here immediately. Give it a try. Yeah, I mean, I didn't try anything this week. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I'm a big, right. big fat loser. Big fat loser. Um, had a one year old birthday party. I tried that. Yeah. Um, and my mother in law made the cookies. Yes. So we didn't have this. This was a big. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know it was going to have consequences, but Our rant. we ranted about the cost of cookies and the specialized mm-hmm. cookies from like a McLean's or a, a bakery that are decorated yep. for like for you know, babies or yeah. So my father-in-law heard heard that mm-hmm. on the show. He told uh, my mother-in-law um, about it, and so she decided to make all the cookies. Yeah. So we, you didn't have to eat the bakery ones. We did not. We had some delicious mm-hmm. cookies made by uh, made by my mother-in-law that were incredible, and she decorated them like I mean, as if it were McLean's. Yes. So it was extremely impressive. Uh, the theme was wild one. So we all dressed in safari gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought some shorts from the Goodwill that were way too tight. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was part of the theme. I mean, it, it, it was. It ended up yeah. being okay, but it was it was pretty tight. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean, had to wear the shirt untucked. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was a yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I had a blast. I had like five, I don't know, fifteen beers maybe. I know. I was very I was disappointed over. in my friend group because I had I don't know. I way overbought for beer, and I did not mm. think I was going to overbuy for beer, but way overbought. All my friends, we're all old now. so And everyone has to, you know, take care of their kids. I know. Go take them next. I wanted, to, I wanted to get a keg for the for the one-year-old <laughs> birthday party, but we just got yeah. a bunch of beers one-year-old and quirks. One-year-old birthday parties are like the new thing. It was a bump. Yeah, I wanted the it to turn thing. into a rager. We should have thrown it at like after James went to sleep. Like <laughs> party starts at seven, goes till midnight, yeah. um, open ended, uh, come over. But yeah, it was uh, it was good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we've got our Kansas City of the week. Do you want to? Are you going to talk about these shirts at all? Oh, these shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we should have. Uh, yeah, we got the Cubone shirts. So we <laughs> talked about how uh, Brendan, uh, who uh, this is a good segue into Ted Lasso. Yes. Uh, so uh, Brendan, he owns the uh, 3KC. They make the Ted Lasso shirts, the Joe Arthur Gatestacks. Uh, and he made us some Cubone shirts. Yeah, so he listens to the podcast. He heard us talking about Cubones. Cubones. And he has... he. Uh, what happened? There? He was on. He was on like Q six. So he made us some Q bomb shirts, which were still pretty sweet. And I think we could call 
um, you know, if you put vodka in your quirk, we oh, call that a Q-bomb. A Q-bomb. Yeah, basically. Uh, but then he just was nice enough to now send us some Q-bone shirts. Yeah. So now we got the official Q-bone shirts, uh, which are, are pretty awesome. Um, which I plan to rip. Yeah, I love that. I love that story. Where you he he was he went out of his way to do something nice. He just sent you some shirts that said Q bombs on them, and you were like, "Dude, thanks for the shirts, but but it's actually we call them Q bones, not Q bombs." And he just goes, "Oh man, I was on like Q six when I made those <laughs> shirts." So uh, he he uh, sent yeah. us new ones. Then he was nice enough to do that. So uh, thanks to Brennan for hooking up the Q bone shirts. Yeah. So three KC, three KC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that leads us right into a little Ted Lasso talk. Mm. Uh, episodes four and five to review this week. A little Christmas in August. Yes. Uh, is what we got a taste of in episode four. Uh, kind of a weird experience, uh, but, man, I, I love the um, just the aesthetics that come with a Christmas episode. Yeah. And I still enjoyed it. Uh, it was weird because it was 100 degrees out when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still a good episode. Well, that's like the corn, like every sitcom in the past and every TV show, you know, they always have like a Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. And now with streaming and people like a lot of times they wait and they just like binge everything yep. and people don't watch stuff on time. Like then, then series think they can't do a Christmas episode, but I'm glad they did a Christmas episode. Too. It was just, it really was just like a good old fashioned feel good um, Christmas episode where it ended super happy and everyone was just Everyone was super happy. Um, I, I really think like the character development has been awesome this season, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like really the character with the least amount of development it has been Ted, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see like where they take that, and maybe episode six, which we haven't watched yet, maybe that's a huge Ted mm -hmm. Las Ted Lasso the actual character him, but like I mean Roy is just like. One of the, my favorite characters in TV in yeah. a long time. Like I hang on every word that he that he says, and like every expression that he makes. Like I'm just like waiting for him to say something funny. And like the the perfect scene was that the breath, the bad breath when when he's like, oh, it can't be that bad. Yeah. And he goes, and you know it's going to be an awesome reaction that he has. Um, and you just can't wait to see him react to like yeah. everything that he does. You just can't wait to see him react. And I, his character has gone through so much growth and like a really good character arc, but he stayed the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like really good writing because Roy hasn't changed at all. Like who he is, he's still the same Roy. And we see that in so many instances, but his character has also grown a ton. And like, that is just like really, really good. I think character writing and, and creation. And I just like, hang on every word Roy says, uh, I'll tell you what I didn't like about it. Okay. The the love actually spoof mm. of it. That's yeah, because you don't like love actually. Because I don't like love actually. Because I think it's a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, where you have the poster boards where you drop it and mm -hmm. everyone's reading it. Yeah, uh, which again, love I didn't actually. see that it's, coming. Um, but, yeah, the, oh well. the bad breath scene was great. Um, I loved like the door to door how they were going back and forth between like uh, Roy and Keeley oh, his niece yeah. going door to door and ringing doorbells and writing that into it. And Ted and uh, Rebecca doing the exact same thing going door to door. There was a John Holmes joke in there, which I really appreciated. Oh, I didn't it was miss very, it. It was very subtle. Dang, that's good. John Holmes joke in there, um, which was mm -hmm. great. And uh, yeah, just a, a, a really good fashion, feel good Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. I also love Jamie not being able to comprehend Secret Santa. Yeah. It's like having no clue, like just not being able to comprehend and grasp the concept of like Secret Santa and giving gifts, mm -hmm. giving yeah, something to someone good. else. I, I loved, I love that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, good episode. Um, that was, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, and then we had episode five that we also watched uh, with, um, okay, so this is kind of a Nate episode a little bit, I mm -hmm. feel like. Who's become one of my least favorite characters? Okay, what do you I, think? I loved rooting for him in season one. Like he's this underdog. You're like, oh, come on, give this guy a chance. Mm -hmm. and now he's just kind of annoying. I think this season. Um, and uh, yeah, so like his, just his his storyline and like his subplots. I, I have not a lot of interest. in. Really, this time I was. I thought it was a I great Nate Nate episode. I loved the um, him. They kind of brought back a little bit of that underdog. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. 
trying to get him more confident yeah. and everything, but still his subplots have been not so great for mm. me. I loved this episode. Um, this is like probably my favorite episode so far. Um, it was a great ne- episode for Nate. And I think what I love most about this show is that the banter and the conversation is super, super witty, obviously. Like it's no one actually talks with like that many references. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to though. But the banter is so smart and so witty but it's not too fast and like nonstop like if you watch an episode of of ted lasso like the script is probably not very long because it's not like half the length of a gilmore girls yeah but but even even like okay so i i love brooklyn 99 and like the early seasons of brooklyn 99 were good this season of brooklyn 99 like there's no room for anything to breathe like it's just Mm -hmm. nonstop talking and they have to get the jokes in um, because they're they're writing so many jokes that they just have to talk nonstop, nonstop, and it's so quick, and you just don't don't have any time to breathe. And this is just like it's super witty, but it's not super fast dialogue that's like going back and forth, and you just mm-hmm. talk over one another. It's like it all has time to breathe. So I just I love that. And then and obviously with this episode, like starting with rom coms in the beginning, and then how that worked as the theme throughout the entire episode. Yeah, some nice all little the references. references uh, the Harry, when Harry Met Sally reference, um, some really good references in there from the rom-com perspective, too. Oh, without a doubt. Great. Without a doubt. And mm-hmm. and obviously, um, the again, Roy Kent, this, the the monologue he gives at the in the in the broadcasting booth, mm-hmm. talking about how you don't know because you're not in the locker room and and uh and that ultimately leading to him to be yeah. a coach, it gets super serious and it gets intense. And then they break it up with like really great yeah. one-offs. And, and when he's trying to get into the stadium and they're like, yeah, no way it's you. And he finally gets in and he's like, fuck you. And they're like, Oh, it is you. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously he w- walks up and gets the Roy Kent cheer, gets the Roy Kent cheer. Yeah. And then they do the, the, um, Jerry Maguire. Stop. Oh, you had yeah. me at coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just like the references. line. That was the line of the of the episode for yeah. sure. Uh, and then I love. I always love a good like getting back to the roots of the game storyline, like how he had to take Isaac back mm-hmm. to the neighborhood to realize how much fun soccer was. Uh, I love those storylines, and that's a classic like sitcom trope, right? Like yeah. that happens in movies and sitcoms all the time. But I I still think they just do it better, mm-hmm. and because they have their unique tone. Uh, of the show and then like that whole scene just ending with Roy Kent being like I dated Gina Gershon once (laughs) and Ted Lasso just being like that makes me happy yeah (laughs) it's just like it just always wraps up perfectly uh and then also um for some reason I have a suspicion that uh Rebecca's match on banter who she's been talking to is Mm -hmm. Ted for some reason, you have that suspicion. Do you have that suspicion? Well, that's what the whole point. They tried to make you have that suspicion. Oh, okay. Yeah, by editing back right. to the two of them texting. Yeah, I think because of that, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. Okay. I think they want people to think that, but it's a little too obvious to okay. make people think that. Gotcha. Um, I think uh, I think it's a good job of like building that because mm-hmm. like I I feel like after that episode aired, it was like, wait, is it Ted and Rebecca talking? Mm-hmm. And that's very much in in line with. A classic rom-com, right? Like that's very you got mail. Yeah, uh, or it's, true. It's, it's not very you got mail. It is you got <laughs> yeah. mail. Um, but I think it's that's too basically obvious. what that app is. Email. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think it's too obvious. So okay. I don't think they would do it. I don't think it it would make sense at all for storytelling wise. Yeah, but, I didn't think so um, either. But yeah, I mean, Harry Met Sally, Jerry Maguire, Notting Hill, The Princess Bride. Like that was all in like a ten second interaction mm-hmm. and then uh yeah I, I just loved loved all that in oh, and i'm interested like nate at the end how nate you know roy kent comes back he stands on the sideline and then nate you know is is grumpy again yeah i know so i think it's that like i felt confident and now that roy kent's back a true alpha now i feel now he's lost his confidence again mm-hmm. because of roy kent being back which i think is interesting i didn't i didn't anticipate them going that route i anticipated them like all right nate's problem is fixed mm-hmm. and now we probably won't focus on nate and his like complex and his inferiority complex and all that stuff but they brought it back which at the very end of the episode which i thought was interesting yeah uh all right uh so good recap there let's see we get do have a Kansas city of the week this week 
Um, Ed Asner, who uh, passed away this week. So uh, I, was he from Kansas City? Born in KC Mo. Born in KC Mo. I did not know that. I know him mostly from Up. Yeah. That's my movie knowledge. Carl? What's his name? Yeah, I think so. Carl? The the grandpa? The grandpa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ed Asner was born in KC Mo in, I think, like 1921. Mm-hmm. Dude's old. Yeah. Uh, was, was old. Um, yeah, he passed away this week. I didn't know he was born in KC Mo, but I saw it in the in the star, so I figured he should get the Kansas City End of the Week award. Yeah. Um, left Kansas City, went to the University of Chicago, was going to be a journalism major. Um his professor told him he wasn't going to make any money in that, so he decided to do drama, which, yeah, that's acting in the money. arts, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a ton of money. Uh, served in the war, came back, moved to New York, got in a bunch of TV shows, eventually made his way out to L.A., got in the Mary Tyler Moore show as Lou Grant. That was his big thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know him. He was before my time, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, he was in Up. He, Santa Claus. And Will and uh, Elf. Oh yeah, he Santa is. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he's great in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also has a great scene in Curb. He's in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, oh. and uh, he has a great scene where his uh, like he goes and his lawyer is in Casual Friday. Mm-hmm. His lawyer is in like jeans and a in a jean shirt, and he gets all pissed and he fires the lawyer because of it. <laughs> um, so he's a great scene in Curb. Uh, but yeah, Ed Asner, Kansas City Mo. Um, 1921-2021-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1921-1
because you can't see the zit. So yeah. like that's a good thing. That's a plus. But it hurts wearing glasses. I was at the beach last week. Not a big deal. A lot of people remember that. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a combination of like all the sweating and the sunscreen and all of that and having yeah. my glasses on. That was one. The second. Okay. The baby birthday. Yes. We just had it. Just had it. Lots of decorations. Lots of decorations. Mm-hmm. Helium. Helium. Air. We're talking about air. We're talking about air. Uh-huh. I went to the... So we bought a bunch of balloons. The The, the birthday party was animal-themed. I went to the Brookside Party uh, party Center, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, we had these balloons. I went to go blow them up with their helium tank. Legitimately, I thought it'd be free. I thought because we bought the balloons there, helium would be included, right? That makes sense. If yeah. I buy tires from Costco or if I buy tires from someone, I don't have to pay for the tires and then pay to get the tires filled up. A balloon with an animal's face on it costs $2.99 per balloon to fill up with helium. Dude, just a quick Google search because I was trying to figure out where helium comes from. Where does it come from? I don't know. There's a big shortage of it, though. So How I think is there it's a just, shortage of I think a it's natural just, gas? I think it's just irresponsible to have a Thanksgiving Day parade this year. How is it? How is it? Let me see this. How how can helium cannot be? There cannot be a shortage of helium. I, I refuse to believe that. That's like having a shortage of oxygen. Yeah, it's it's abundant in space apparently, but uh, you can't travel to space to get it. So that is generated deep underground through natural radioactive decay of elements such as uranium and thorium. So it takes many thousands of years to make the helium that's here on Earth. Okay, well, it says on Earth it is relatively rare, 5.2 parts per million by volume in the atmosphere. Hmm. Well, regardless, $3 per <laughs> balloon for helium is outrageous mm -hmm. i spent i spent 18 dollars on helium we gotta find a way to artificially make helium how is that possible float. how can helium cost three dollars per balloon that that, rare. Sh that should not be possible it's rare it shouldn't be it can't be it was helium was effing made in the big bang yeah it created the universe well, how can it be three dollars per balloon to fill up i don't know it don't make no sense so i was heated um yeah, obviously, I did way. not take it out on the store clerks because I know the person helping me out is helping me out and does not set the price for helium. I thought the Big Bang and the creation of the universe should set the natural price of helium mm -hmm. for free, but um, but I but she was like, "Hey, do you want your receipt?" I was like, "Well, I can't return air, can I, lady?" Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty decent joke. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was reading, trying to figure out where the hell helium comes from and how we get it. Um, too much reading. Sir to William Ramsey and per, uh, per I'm gonna I'm gonna Cleave. dedicate some time to to figuring out how to synthetically make helium. Okay, it's got to be possible, and then and then just undercut big helium on price. How did you do in chemistry in high school? I uh, got a credit, AP Chem. Wow, got some credits. Not a big deal. So no big deal. I've got college credits in chemistry. So. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk a little mixed plate this week. Uh, we're going... Um, oh, listen to this. After mm -hmm. a, a extraction and use, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Yeah. After an oil drilling operation in 1903 in Dexter, Kansas. Okay, so it's close by. Home of the... You want to figure out? Home of the what? Dexter, Dexter Kansas. Uh, produced a gas geyser that would not burn. Kansas State, not, not Kansas State, but Kansas State geologist... Uh, collected samples of the escaping gas and took it to the University of Kansas where they helped chemist and he discovered the gas consisted by volume of 72% nitrogen, 15% methane. Uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, helium was discovered in Dexter, Kansas. We're yep. going with that. Home of the Spartans. Dude, it showed despite the overall rarity on Earth, helium was concentrated in large quantities under the American Great Plains, available for extraction as a byproduct of a natural gas. We're in the helium capital of the world. Yeah, sounds like you're a big natural gas guy. How in the world is helium this expensive? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's frustrating and uh, a good business to be in if you're in the helium business. Should we get into be, it? You must just be printing money. Let's get point. into it. Let's get in. Uh, let's get into the mixed plate uh, college football moments. Yes, I'm, college football starts. Yes, so uh, week zero just happened. What do you, do you have projections for your cats? 
for the cats, uh, here's what I said I'd be happy with. Uh, basically, I think I'd be happy with um, bowl eligibility and beating Iowa State. Okay. Those are my two big things. I want to okay. go bowling. I want to beat Iowa State because I hate Iowa State. I love that. Um, so those are my two two things that I want to see uh, crossed off the list. And if those things happen, I'll be a pretty happy camper, honestly. So uh, Because I'm not a big Skylar Thompson believer. Dude, people love him. People do love him. Um, but uh, I haven't seen him put together a full season. And this is year, I think this is technically year six maybe for him. Ooh, the He's Iowa the State year. over under wins is nine and a half. Wow. That and the K-State is five and a half. That would be the first time or second time ever that they've won 10 games in their program's history. So that's pretty lofty for Iowa State. Okay. Yeah. K-State's five and a half. Mizzou is seven, over under seven wins. So. Mm -hmm. Hammer that over, folks. Yeah. Hammer the over. See, I think my expectations are pretty reasonable. Bowl eligibility, beat Iowa State. That's what I want. My expectations, SEC championship or bust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> college football playoff or bust. Uh, all right. So college football moments. Um, <clears throat> I am excited for college football. It's, I'm very excited. It, it was nice to watch. It was a real shame what happened in Nebraska. Real shame. Everyone, man, <laughs> feel so bad for that program. Um, just, just. I kind well, of am starting to feel bad for it. <laughs> I feel bad. Scott Frost is probably a nice guy. Uh, the, the message board rumors are not good on Scott Frost. Let's mm. just say that he might be having some trouble at home. And, Yikes. Uh, message board rumors. <laughs> Heavy disclaimer. There, there's always a little bit of truth to those message board rumors. Okay? That's all I'm saying. It's not looking good for Scotty Frost. Um, we'll see if he makes it out of this season. So uh, let's go mixed plate college football moments. College football moments. All right, one twenty-two, episode one twenty-two. Pers personal college football moments. Personal. I'll I'll get personal with you. One twenty-two. One twenty-two. So that's me. I get to go first. Um, man, uh, this was maybe personally my favorite day being a a K State fan. Uh, we played TCU in two thousand twelve, mm -hmm. and Johnny you Football earlier that day had beat Alabama, the number one ranked Alabama. We were ranked number two at the time. Sick. So it's like we're, we win and we're going to be number one in the nation. Handled TCU like 24 to 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, stayed undefeated. We know we're going to be the number one team in the country. Riding high. It was beautiful. What a moment. Did you become ranked number one? We did become ranked number one. Oh, for like right a week? That. Well, don't worry about that. Okay. I don't want to talk about what happened next week. What happened next week? Art Bryles and the Baylor Bears, that fraudulent program. Mm. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll hold my tongue at that. But yeah. it was a beautiful moment knowing you're going to be number one if you win. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I had a similar moment. Sure, I'll call that my meet number one. Um, I'm going Mizzou, uh, Kansas, 2007, Armageddon at Arrowhead. Um, the buildup for that game um, was like nothing we've ever seen in Kansas City. Um, the the star took out like a, a, a massive like special section mm -hmm. um, documenting and and – talking about all of the history going back to the civil war of Kansas versus Missouri, the rivalry between the universities. Um, again, I think I can't remember who, but someone lost the number one team in the country. Lost LSU lost that, that, that day before mm -hmm. morning. And so the yeah. winner, it was Kansas was uh, two Missouri was three. The mm -hmm. winner of this game was going to be ranked number one. And, I mean, yeah, we all know what happened. Uh, Todd Riesling, probably message board Riesling. rumors. What was his name? Riesling. Riesling. Riesling's the one. Well, I think he drank a lot of Riesling. Right, yeah. Probably hung over for that game. Rumors. Ended with uh, his face in the turf uh, mm -hmm. with the big chunk of, of turf in his helmet. Um, and, and Mizzou, yeah, was number one in the country. You know, Sports Illustrated cover. Yeah. Yeah, it was then fantastic. What we, we, got, we, got, <laughs> we got beat by Oklahoma in the in – the, um, in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, but you guys went to like a BCS game after We went that, to the right? Cotton Bowl. Oh, okay. um, you didn't go to the BCS Which we game. smoked. We smoked Arkansas okay. in the Cotton Bowl. Tony Temple. So what would you rather have, Kevin? A BCS game or Tony Temple holding the Cotton, Cotton Bowl rushing record? Well, uh, I think I'll tell you what I'd rather have because I'll put it on my board. I was a KU fan at the time. So when KU beat Virginia Tech for BCS, bowl yeah. win. Really? Yeah. That was one of your best moments. That was a great moment. That's your meet number two? That's my meet number two. Are you two. writing it down? I'm writing it down. That's sad. Just to piss you off. <laughs> uh, because that was the ultimate, just no better uh, argument to be had oh, it than was that year. Oh, was just 
who should have gone to the BCS game, and then then KU actually winning it, then helped them validate being there, even though it's like, hey, what if we just took the two teams, played on a neutral site in the winter mm -hmm. the BCS game? Yeah. That would be a great. That'd be a good idea. Can't, but you can't do that. Like, you know. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, Mizzou finished the season ranked sixth, and Kansas finished the season ranked 14th. Okay. So. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll put it on there. We were the first team not to receive any first place votes. It's sad. Um, Georgia won that year. Okay. Georgia didn't win the national championship that year. They finished the season ranked number one over Ohio State. Not, maybe like. That doesn't seem right. They haven't won a national championship in a while, like since the 80s. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. Maybe this is the end. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, my meet number, what am I on? Meet number two? Yep. All right. My meet number two. Um, yeah, I'm going Mizzou over Oklahoma 2011. Oklahoma was the number one team in the country. I think we were like number uh, 11 or 12. Um, Oklahoma, it was my senior year homecoming. Mm -hmm. uh, we had game day. Um, it was the 100-year anniversary of homecoming. I don't know if you knew this, but Mizzou invented no, homecoming. I haven't heard that. You probably have never heard of that nope. before. It was the 100-year anniversary of homecoming. We hosting number one Oklahoma. Opening kickoff, we house uh, to, to, to go up and never let go. Rush the, rush the field. Um, one of the most incredible. This was when, like, this, the 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 spider cam over the field wasn't. Spider cam. Isn't that Sky cam? Sky cam? Yeah. Spider cam? I, think I don't it, know I what think that is. I think at one point it was called Maybe. Uh, Spider. But uh, it was one of the most incredible shots ever. I was on the field. I helped carry the goalpost out of the stadium. We took the goalpost to Harpo's. I was there. We just went to no gas. All the, all the true sons know what no gas is. We went to no gas. We just got like four bottles, four cans of four loco. And we just stood in the middle of 10th and cherry right outside of Harpo's and just partied after bars at a friend's house. I think we were up till like six in the morning. It was probably the greatest night of my, of my life. Yeah. It was incredible. <laughs> Other than, yeah, wedding and James. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. M my side number one. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see. Oh man, Shh, I gotta go. Um, let's go with uh, K State versus Texas A&M, 2011. Okay. Four overtimes. Oh, K State wow, I wins this. 53-50. That was the year of the the cardiac cats in 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, four overtimes. Sending um, A and M off into the SEC with a nice loss, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, just an absolutely insanely wild, crazy game, uh, which I'll never forget. It was so much fun at home. Beautiful. 2011. 2011. Gorgeous. Um, all right. What am I on? Side number one. Side number one. Oh, I feel like I've talked about it a lot. All right. I'm going. Um, I'm going K State over Oklahoma 2003. Oh, yeah. Darren Sproles rushed for like, I don't know, in my 200. mind, 600 yards. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oklahoma, I think, was number one in the country. Yeah. And um, I don't think anyone gave K State a chance. Oh, damn it. I just saw another one on my list. I wish I would have gone, but that's okay. I can No one it. gave K State a chance. No one gave K State a chance. It was the Big 12 championship, it was at mm -hmm. Arrowhead. Uh, and Darren Sproles lit the night on fire. Uh, and it was an insane performance. Yeah. 600 yards rushing. Don't look it up. That's a fact. <laughs> and another 100 receiving. Yeah, at on least. On top of that. At on, least. On one screenplay, he ran for 120 yards, I think. At least. Uh -huh. uh, it was an incredible game at Arrowhead, too, which, man, Big 12 championships at Arrowhead, those were awesome. I know. I, I missed that. I miss, and it'll never happen again because Jerry World's there, And uh, but missed that visual. All right, I'm going to round it out. Let's go with uh, my meet number two. Or side number two, uh, man, I got a couple versus Texas, but I'm going to go with beating Texas in 2012 to, to secure the Big 12 championship. You were there. I was there. We stormed the field. Stormed the field. Um, and that's the only time I ever stormed the field at K-State. Yeah. And uh, it was incredible. So you get one field storming in your, your, my five years there, uh, but worth it. So much five fun. Five football seasons. Five football seasons. And um, incredible. Just to, to be Big 12 champs, you know, especially to do it against Texas, and we we, we kind of blew them out, too, by the end of it. 
uh, it was phenomenal. Nothing yeah. like beating Texas. Yeah, it was fun to be there too. And being uh, like, you know, as you know, I didn't go to K-State. I know. And yeah. I was on the field uh, riding, uh, riding my friends on top of my friend's shoulders. Yeah. I think I took my shirt off mm-hmm. and I yelled, I don't even go here. And was just raging. Just a cat for the day. It was an, it was an epic. Uh, yeah, it was a great time to visit. It yeah. was so nerve wracking too. I remember that game. You never felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. You never felt like it was actually we we're actually going to win. Yeah, I say we because you know you're I part of it. the field. Um, side number two for me. Gosh, <sighs> got to pick one. All right, I'm going 2007 Mizzou Nebraska. Um, okay. Mizzou beat Nebraska 41-6. So we've already piled on Nebraska a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're going to dump on them a little bit more. This was my freshman year. This was the game that, like, everyone was looking forward to. I mean, Mizzou, like, we thought we were going to be good, but we didn't think we were going to be, like, number one in the nation good. Yeah. We weren't ranked when we started the season. We were not in the preseason top 25. I, I don't think we were in the top 25 until, like, week four or five. But we beat Nebraska. Mizzou never beats Nebraska. It's mm-hmm. like Mizzou KU in basketball, like or K State KU more closely, and um, just a nice dig. And uh, we beat Nebraska forty-one-six. We beat the brakes off of them, and uh, it was just like I never thought college could be that cool, and it was the mm-hmm. coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I also had another Texas memory on there. Honorable mention: uh, Colin Klein went two of four, threw for nine yards, and we beat the brakes off Texas in two thousand ten. <laughs> Colin Klein's first start ever. And that was awesome. Garrett Gilbert threw it like 60 times, and we still blew him out. It was an incredible game. I remember game. that guy. Uh, he, he just, he's still in the NFL, Garrett Gilbert is. Wow. I think he plays for the uh, Cowboys. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, 2011, K-State, Mizzou. Sent Mizzou packing. See you later. Off to the SEC, K-State won. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember that game. Yeah, you were there. Blocked it from my memory. <laughs> Um, what else did I have? Um, I mean, we lost this game, but 2011 against Oklahoma state, I remember it was like 45, 52, we lost. And it was as the Alabama LSU game was going on, which was like nine to six final. Yeah. And I was just pissed off at the sec. Like I remember that just sec football is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I have, um, yeah. Mizzou over Texas A&M in 2013. That was Johnny Manziel's Heisman year. Mm-hmm. Um, us, that that secured our our um, East title, and then um, Mizzou Oklahoma State in twenty four well twenty thirteen twenty fourteen was the bowl yeah. game uh, when uh, Shane Ray our guy mm-hmm. uh, housed uh, the fumble recovery and um, I was it was right it was right after I think it was after the Chiefs lost to the Colts um, I can't Ooh, remember yeah. it was maybe the same week I can't remember they were very very close. And I was very down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. And that brought me back to life. That wouldn't have been a Chiefs playoff. Like, was that a bowl game? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It was it the Cotton Bowl. It could have been around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did I have? Uh, I think that was kind of it that I had on my list. So, uh, anything else? Um, nope. Okay. Oh, I had, like, Mizzou over Arkansas in the Cotton Bowl. That was dope. That was awesome. Because that was Darren McFadden. Mm-hmm. And the Tony Temple game, actually. It was actually, yeah, yeah, the Tony Temple game. All right, so thanks for listening this week. Uh, we appreciate it. And then be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line. We've got interviews booked now, so we're back. We're back on the interview. we got training. our next, like, three interviews booked out. We're we just, back. Yeah, we're back. All right, so be sure to listen, and we'll see you around Kansas City.